Hello, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's been a crazy wild week. First, I want to say shout out, happy birthday to Meg, one of the LNC. She's the one who made us those beautiful patches, LNC, Strombo's LNC. And also, Bono of the band U2. I've been a U2 fan for a long time. And so here we are, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's not even Friday, and I'm feeling freeformish, you know, uh, talking about film and music. And last night I was talking to a gentleman that I work with, and we were, we were talking about podcasting. And I said, you know, I won't do the video podcast. I just won't, because that's just not me. Those who do it, more power to you. Jason, Christina, Chris, and Adam all do it. They and, and and I applaud them for that. I can't do it because I'm, I'm I'm so used to just doing the audio portion of this. I've attempted the the video one. And it just it doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean I I I, I, I assume I appear um, interesting looking on camera. Um, you know, we we are all responsible for our faces. I think Robert Robert Camus said that. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. It's Tuesday. It feels like Thursday. It's Tuesday, but it feels like Thursday. And I have been meaning to see Doctor Strange too. I'm trying to fit it into the calendar because Friday I'm going to go see Behemoth, and there's a lot going on. But I did dive back into a show that I had started watching a year ago. I watching it back to back not so much binging but giving myself time to watch some of it and that was Bosch such a great TV series on Amazon Prime and it ended last year and now this year we have Bosch Legacy where his daughter Maddie takes over and he he's on the show but it's like a minor you know it's uh it's kind of like Harry and Dexter you know Harry, Harry Morgan is Dexter's, you know, um, conscience, and so in, in that aspect, it's similar. A lot, a lot, you know, there's a lot of shows who do the reboot. I mean, the one show that I'm surprised that they haven't brought back yet, and they should, is Weeds. Weeds was such a funny show, and then, yes, it, it jumped the shark. It was funny back-to-back. I mean, there there was shit going on on Weeds that made me not only laugh out loud, but proverbial that proverbial what the fuck moment. Especially Celia Hodes played so brilliantly um, by uh, oh jeez, James is gonna kill me. James is gonna kill me. Uh, shout out uh, by the way, uh, James's birthday was on uh, Sunday. My my college friend, my buddy, my fellow tool aficionado. Um, he liked her too. Oh my goodness, um, because she was in Big. Jeez, it's almost like I want to ask Siri. Um, Elizabeth Perkins. There you go. See. See, I got it, James. Don't worry. Elizabeth Perkins. He's always loved Elizabeth Perkins. She was on Weeds, and she played Celia Hodes, and it was hilarious. Her what-the-fuck moments really made the show. 
And then and then the brilliance of, of Mary Louise Parker and Kevin Nealon and um, Justin Kirk. Justin Kirk is such a great character. There's a there's a funny scene from the first series where uh, the maid Lupita, she's so so funny too. She's uh, taking care of something, and Kevin Nealon's character and Justin Kirk's character are sitting smoking joints, and he's like, "Hey, Lupita." Settle this for us. What's the difference between the dick and the asshole? And she looks up and says, the coffee table. <laughs> See, it's shit like that. The writing that made weeds really good. And then, unfortunately, I think it was the fourth season. It jumped the shark. Was it the fourth or third? Probably the third. It's sad. It's sad when a show like that jumps the shark. And then it just continues to jump the shark. It doesn't even know where it's fucking going. And and the and the final few seasons were some subsequently funny, you know. Um, it's like okay, uh, the children rise to the occasion. Shane Botwin and Silas Botwin and and yeah and, and other things happen. And Guillermo, remember Guillermo? Oh Lord, yeah. He's always calling her Blanca. Yeah, I went to I went to school with a girl named Blanca. She's very nice. Every every time I hear someone say Blanca. Especially to a white girl. I think of her, even though she's not white, she's Mexican. But she's fair. So that's really what Blanca Blanca means. Blanco. Blanca. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know. Some of you are like, oh my god, he's going off the page. I was thinking about this last night. There are a few people that I've recommended the show to. I don't hear back from them. And then I start to realize it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now, those who say, I love it. Okay, and I know who you are, and then those in the past who've said they hated it because it was filthy, because I do have a filthy mouth, and I have a filthy mind, but, you know, my heart is in the right place, because I'm not using people, and, and the people who accused me of having a filthy mouth, and this show was filthy, were people who used, they, they used not only they used others that I am associated with. They used us. User, user, user. Okay? And they also like to drink. Now, not all drinkers are users. Not all drink. I, I have a lot of good friends who, who drink. I can't drink for medical reasons. That person that I just mentioned, and I won't name her by name, she shouldn't even be drinking or smoking because she has a medical condition. I, I love spilling the tea on the show because then we get to the film, we get to the music. That's what, and and people have said your show is not very professional, and that's fine. I like that. I like that there's a punk rock lo-fi element to it. This is my PJ Harvey record, and I'm sticking to it. Um, yeah, what a what an interesting time to be alive, though. You think of all of this media and film and music that we can consume. And that's what I love about it. Social media. I had a nightmare about this that I was teaching. And the students were at college students were asking me about social media. Uh, why won't you friend us? And I said, look, that is off limits. I said, when I was in college and when I was, well, actually toward the the beginning of college it didn't exist and the end of college it did social media was just brand new 
I'm often... I have sympathy for those of you now who are growing up within it because a lot of your faults, a lot of your likes and dislikes and moments where you had diarrhea of the mouth are forever on there. Someone took a screenshot of it. Someone can hold that against you like Twitter. And the gentleman who has now acquired Twitter, oh, it's gonna get it's gonna get messy and it's gonna get dicey. Okay. So social media, social media is a weird beast. I'm thankful that I didn't have it in those times where I was being very rebellious. Oh, I know you're you're listening to me now, and now you're like, you're not much of a rebel. Oh, but back then. That's why when people would always say to me, you know, you need to go have fun. And I'd look at them and say, do you remember me in college? Yeah, I had my fun. Oh, I had my fun. I had my fun so much so that, and I've talked about this, I think, because most of some of my friends that I party with are dead. Sadly, we would do our exams, I think on Thursday night. And then that night we would party. We wouldn't even wait for Friday. We would party. Amanda in the afternight in the afterlife, she knows what I'm talking about. We would party. You know, you you get the you get the the bud and you get some uh, Jack Daniels, which was my favorite at the time. Play some poker and boom, you've got a party. And usually it was me drunk singing Madonna songs uh, with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. I would I would close down the party. We would do karaoke. Those were fun times. And then and then when we were sober, we would watch movies. Because I've, I've talked about this before. There are certain moments where you watch a film intoxicated or under the influence. And it's, it's not the same. Yes, you could watch The Wizard of Oz stoned. Follow that yellow brick road. You'd be following it for the whole hour. You'd be dizzy. Now, I remember in college, we went to an acquaintance house. We were partying till almost five in the morning, and I had a class at eight fifteen. Yay! Um, and we were watching Natural Born Killers, and I was so out of my mind. Let's just say, this is two thousand six. I thought it was the funniest feel-good comedy I had ever seen. Better than fun with Dick and Dick and Jane. <laughs> and then what happened? I watched Sober and I went, "Oh. That's disturbing." So there's those instances or even Beck. I love Beck. The first album Mellow Gold. I remember we were under the influence and we're listening to it. I'm like, oh my God, I love this song. I love this song. And then I remember I bought it sober and listened to it. And because, you know, I'd only heard Loser. And then I'm like, oh, okay. There's a reason why I only listen to this under the influence. Yeah. That's, there's a reason. Because your brain, <laughs> your brain is in a different state. And that also can be said about movies. Yes. I have made no... Um, I, I don't hide the fact that I watched Venom 2 under the influence. And I watch it now and, it, and it's just as good. So that's different. I think because I had tunnel vision and when you have that tunnel vision, 
the sheer fear of getting, you know, like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Because you can't come down right away. In my case, I couldn't. And I remember I was sitting and opposite ends of me were these guys eating popcorn and they were digging into that fucking popcorn bowl. And I, and I, you know, and when you're under the influence, it's almost like watch what happens live. Every time I say that, you should, you should, um, have a drink of coffee. I, cause I don't, I will not condone drinking games. I just don't. I don't, you know, that's like in the eighties. I love what Margaret show said. Margaret show was like, you know, you'd play the love boat drinking game and she's like, and you could always spot the alcoholics cause they're the ones going, I want to be the ship. Cause anytime that character would appear on screen, you drink. So of course the ship isn't every scene. <laughs> so you're going to drink. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, the whole, this whole media thing. was like oh yeah tunnel vision <laughs> it's it's quite an interesting thing and even music you know music mu- there are certain bands i will not go see like that i just won't i love tool i i understand that people will do that people will you know they're under the influence they'll light up and roll a bowl and you know all that all that fun shit when they're gonna go see tool i can't do that first of all because i'm driving second of all i'm probably have someone with me and we're watching tool and the the music itself is already intoxicating me kind of similar to when i saw the Northman. how intoxicating that fucking film was it was intoxicating and i even bought a book on norse uh, mythology because of the Northman. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was a great film. I think it was a masterpiece. I know that some people would disagree with me, and that's fine. We we can agree to disagree. Even my cousin, whom I love dearly, who is a friend of this show, she didn't like the film. She didn't like it. And that's kind of like, okay, I understand. Because it is an acquired taste. There are certain movies and certain TV shows that people will tell me to watch. Like, everyone's telling me to watch Yellowstone. You want me to be honest? Because I've been putting it off. It doesn't look appealing to me. Now, maybe I'll change my tune and I'll watch it and we'll see what happens. But that's why. It just doesn't look appealing to me. Now, Succession... That wasn't, I did, it didn't look appealing. I remember watching the first episode and going like, huh? And then later on, I started to understand what I was watching. The dynamics, the family dynamics. How fucked up these characters are. And how really it's more of a dramedy. Because there is some funny ass shit going on in succession. So then it's kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. Now with Yellowstone, I think because people talk about it so much, there aren't a lot of memes to describe Yellowstone. There may be, and maybe I'm bypassing them. I don't know. It's the Dr. Zeus film podcast. I mean, I've never been to Yellowstone Park. And then, and now they're going in time. They're going back in time. It's almost kind of like a back to the future kind of thing for me. For them to go back in time. 
with Sam Elliott. Yeah. And, you know, Sam Elliott got in trouble for saying that the power of the dog was a piece of shit. Well, after watching it, I can say he wasn't far from the truth. <laughs> yeah. So don't kill the messenger is what I'm saying. Don't kill the messenger. When I do these shows, I'm fully aware the audience is anticipating. The I have the audience dialed in. What is he going to talk about tonight? And I've explained to people, and I know sometimes we shouldn't always explain, why I do a show every day. Sometimes I'm either not feeling well, or I'm at a concert, or I'm at a movie, and I'll have to upload an old episode. Sometimes. And so it's like, I'll be back. Kind of, I'm on vacation episode. Compiling old episodes... But And I don't like doing that. I don't like doing that because this is a form of therapy for me. When I record, when I talk to you, when I, when I strap this mic to the phone, the iOS mic that I pay like close to $100 for. Thank you, Jason Alley, for recommending it. Um, and so I'm able to just record and give it a nice, you know, how close my mouth is to the mic and then you get to hear me and... And if you turn the bass up, you're going to have a Howard Stern moment. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or am I not kidding? But I, I enjoy that technically I can add a little bit of stuff to, to make your podcasting experience a little more enjoyable. A little more open and inclusive. Always inclusive. A friend of mine gave me a really beautiful piece of advice he said, always give your audience a promise. Thank you, George. And so I always give my audience a promise by saying this is an inclusive show. This is an audience-friendly show with a lot of bad words. <laughs> and what I, what I work and strive to do is just keep you all dialed in. The intimacy. Because I'm, when I think of intimacy... And you're, and you're talking to your audience I first and foremost think of Lou Reed And how on headphones Intimate We were Lou Reed's We belonged to him Those songs were so Magical And so through my audience Not just headphones But when you listen to me I want you to be you know tr Transfixed I want you to travel as we talk about all these different great forms of media that we all love. And I don't critique them because I've said this many times. A critic can make or break a film. They can make and break a, a piece of music. And so really, we, the viewers and listeners, we determine for ourselves. It, it takes me back to 1999. God, now I sound like Sophia Petrillo. Picture it, Sicily, 1999. My family, we had all gone see The Blair Witch Project. Legendary film. We didn't like it. The only person who did like it was my cousin. And he was convinced that we all were fucked up. Even his own mother, who took us to go see it, he said to all of us, You guys don't understand! And she pulled us aside, my aunt, and said, Look, he's convinced that this is the correct 
greatest thing he's ever seen. We have to let him believe that. And I'm thinking, oh my God. Yeah. Let's just say some things never change because he still, I think, holds on to delusions of grandeur. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, some people do and some people don't. And that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast in a nutshell. Some people do and some people... Oh, God, now I sound like little Kim. Remember that? Some people do and some people don't. Yeah. I could I could name you so many little Kim songs that I know by heart. It's sickening. <laughs> As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>